Holy mama. Oh my gosh. We have returned. We are back after a after a long hiatus. Uh, my name is Paul Landigan. I'm Bennett Tiffley. I'm Daniel Reed. And you're listening to the Pure Joy Project. Um, as you clicked on it, you could see that we're talking about the Redeemer. Uh, but we'll talk about we'll talk more about that in a second. So yeah, after I think this is five weeks dry without a uh, without a PJP. Uh, being posted but the lord's still been working we have nothing to do with that um mm. so so all things good um real quick bennett give me some some highs lows of this time this quarantine this season what's going on dude um well it's great uh i guess all last semester i, I always had something to say about my family uh when when catching up and and how how important family is to me and and how much i miss them at times and, and how grateful i was for them and um, and, and I guess the Lord answered and he gave us all this time to spend with our family, um, and our, and our loved ones, um, and to just rest and, and be with each other and, and to have fellowship and put everything else that doesn't matter to the side and, and, and to just step away for a second. Um, so it, it's been absolutely great. Um, I'm back home, posted up in the basement. Um, hmm. I'm, I actually have a room or a bed in Carson's room. So we are big chilling. Um, and yeah, man, it's, it's been great. Um, yeah. So, so it. good thing is, is fellowship with my family. Um, a low is that I have a big family. So sometimes we get up tight, we fight, we yell, um, and, and it's not so loving at times and, and six weeks strong of, of seven people in the house. Um, it can get a little hectic and get a little crazy, but we're hanging in there. The Lord is good. So love that. Call on uh, Danny. There you go. Hey, man, this time has been brutal. Oh, man, let me tell you, I'm a huge extrovert. So I miss so much just being around people. I miss being on campus. I miss seeing people in between walking to class and around campus and, like, by the fountain. There's a big fountain in Missouri State, and, like, we just had fountain day, but no one was here to see the fountain turn on. So that was a bummer. Hmm. But, yeah. Um, it's it's also been really good. Uh, I loaded myself up way with way too much on my plate second semester, and it was really just beating me down. Um, and it was all out of pride. I'm like, oh, I can I can handle this. I can do it better than anyone else can. Like, I need to be in leadership positions on everything. I I don't I I didn't and I still mm-hmm. don't. Um, and so it's been uh, it's just been grace, you know. Have being forced to take a step back and breathe. Um, and it's been great. It's it's been God challenging me to know that he is Lord and he is sovereign and that he's in control of everything. So while he's, you know, willing this to continue, you know, this quarantine to keep going on, um, I just get to sit back and petition the Lord and seek him. And it's been such a good thing. Uh, play a lot of guitar. Check out. Oh, speaking of, fuck, can I tell him about it, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do your thing. Do your thing. Come hey, on. hey. So, y'all, I know... You know that Pure Joy Project has an Instagram. The Pure Joy Apparel also has an Instagram. Yes, we have clothing. I don't know if, if y'all knew that. 
it's and very it's, it's, it's fire. fire. It's fire. I'm brag on the Lord. Bro. It is absolutely. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm Elijah in my hoodie dude, right now. Elijah Vanderberg, my guy Stopping. from camp that that that's doing this thing, that's heading this Pure Joy Apparel. Absolutely incredible. So thankful. Shout out, big shout out. You're listening, I appreciate you, brother. Mad cozy. I'm just comfy cozy <laughs> right now in the crib. It's amazing. So. Come on. Yo, but the newest thing that is coming from the Pure Joy Project is Pure Joy Worship. Uh, and we are pumped about it. Uh, Athena, Crew, and myself are heading that up. And we're just posting videos uh, with like a small little message, whatever the Lord's putting on our heart. And just singing our hearts up to the Lord. Um, and we invite you guys to do the same, whatever that looks like for you, whatever worship is to you. You know, there's so many different ways that worship can manifest in our lives and different ways that it should manifest. But we're pumped. Uh, we have huge ambition. We're prayerfully seeking the Lord in all that we're doing. Uh, hmm. Just expecting him to do huge things. And if he doesn't, it's all grace. So, cool. hey, we're excited. Feel free to check out the page at Pure Joy Worship. We're pumped. Um, but, yeah, that's about it. Have I been lacking? Do we have is Crew Taylor part of Pure Joy Worship? Yeah, you haven't been on the on the on the scoop on that. So I had a conversation with Crew. Yeah, I had a conversation with Crew, and then I took it up with Danny, and and then I just dropped him in and introduced him to Athena. And I love it. I'm not musically talented, bro. There's no reason for me to be part of it. He's so excited, and it encourages me so much, dude. Kids got a fire, dude. Oh my gosh! To this crew, I love you. I'll talk to you. That soon. man, that man fills my tank, dude. Like he's so so incredible, and yeah. so I, uh, yeah, it was like he is so humble and and like like humbled by the opportunity and and excited and though it's not much right now, like he has visions for it just like we do, and it's such a cool thing. Oh yeah, baby, such a blessing. Yo, man. if I can brag on crew for a second, we were chopping it up the other day on Facetime on the way home from Menards. You know, the best place on earth. Shush, 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 and. Oh, dude, he was just like, yeah, you know, like, I've been thinking about this melody and just started singing something that was so heat. Like, he's I just like, this that. is just off the dome. Like, I don't know. That boy's and nice. I was just, like, so taken aback by just the gifting that God has given him. And I was just like, dude, if you don't stop, I'm going to, like, get emotional right now. Let's go. So you better chill. I love but, that. But, yeah, check out the Instagram. Big things coming, Lord willing. That's it. Paul, what's yeah. been up, man? Dude, I'll keep it short. Um, I am... I'm so thankful that my my roommate, one of my roommates is still around, uh, who I love dearly, so I'm not completely deprived of like in-person social interaction, because uh, I am absolutely filled by people, never wished for a long time in my whole life, so mm. um, having him and some friends around still has, has kept, me, kept me alive, um, kept me from busting at the seams, and uh, so super thankful for that. Um, this time of quarantine, I have more free time than I've had since I was in eighth grade. Um, I have time to, to work on what I have to work on and stay on top of things and, and enjoy some leisure and some rest and some, some like reflection. Um, what a huge blessing. And so, uh, I am, <laughs> my roommate just texted me, hear me talking about him. But, um, so this time it's super fruitful. Um, I can be super intentional with my training and with my studying and with everything. And so like, it's just such a, such a time to grow. Um, so that's a huge positive. And then, yeah, I've just been, I've been missing people. Um, and at the same time, it's been like leading to, uh, to some, to some awesome, like, like FaceTimes to like weekly, you know, double, like we're doubling our small group hours. Like we're doing it twice a week. We're like, like everybody's just like fiending for this, like, like, like life giving interaction. 
uh, like stuff that we have here. And so it's, uh, it's been really cool. It's been really cool to see relationships continue to manifest and intentionality continue to grow in this time. So, um, super blessed, but, um, yeah, negative, um, it's, it's really quick to get like, to just get a little like, like sad missing people. Um, but understanding there's a time for each thing and a season for each thing. And the spring is the spring and each season is each season. So, you know, the vibes. You but, know the vibes. Oh my gosh. We're going to talk about So we're talking about the greatest thing ever today. I think it's so cool. Um, so we had a heart. Um, so obviously, like the gospel is our lives. Um, that is what we're redeemed by. Uh, it's the reason um, that this podcast even exists. It's the reason mm-hmm. that Bennett and Dan and I know each other um, is the gospel, is Jesus Christ. Uh, and so, so it's why we have each bit of our joy and freedom. Um, each bit of our fellowship, it's all, it's all rooted in this gospel. Um, and so understanding that at the center of this gospel is Jesus Christ, right? The Redeemer. When you clicked on this, you probably saw a cover art or a title um, that said Redeemer. And so what Redeemer is, is going to be a three-part series. Uh, and the first one today is going to be about the life, like the life on earth of Jesus Christ. Um, and so, and then we're going to do the death. Uh, in the next episode next week, and then the resurrection following week, Lord willing, uh, that we can do so, because I'll be headed to Mm. Cana Cook in two weeks. So uh, we'll see. But uh, that is the plan right now. So yeah, today you're listening to to the life. I mean, what it it means to us, uh, what they mean to us today, how they apply to us, like what the life of Jesus has done and is doing. And so um, that's what we're going to be chopping it up about. And so... Heck, I don't know. We're just going to hop right in, right? So mm. uh, who was Jesus when he was here on earth? I'm going to go Danny, if you want to give it, get, get us out the blocks. Yeah, I think first and foremost, um, when one is sort of wrestling with facing this historical person, Jesus, right? You, there's, I mean, you could try and argue it. Jesus was a historical person. Like, there are a gazillion and a half eyewitnesses, documents, like, very valid sources. Jesus existed, so that can't really be argued all that much. But, you know, a lot of people, um, they see Jesus as, like, this good moral teacher, kind of like a Confucius, yeah, that's right, Confucius character, um, and that's not who Jesus was. Like, yes, Jesus taught great morals, like, sure. But that's like the extreme, like 10,000 feet plus surface level look. And that's not who Jesus was. Um, well, and when he was on earth, a quote from C.S. Lewis that I really like. He said, he writes one of his books. He says, Jesus was either a crazy man, a liar, or he was who he says he was, mm, which is the son of God. That's me in Christianity, mm-hmm. huh? Right. Like yeah. there has to be something. He's either crazy He's either a liar or he's the son of God. All right. And one of these, these, one of these three things are true and they have to be invested. And so that was my biggest point that I wanted to come across that like, Mm. yes, Jesus did all these different things on earth, but it it was all for a purpose. Mm -hmm. Come on. Bennett, you want to round us off? Oh yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, I love it. Uh, I love it, Dan. Um, I, I've heard similar quotes, um, and it was like either either Jesus is who he says he was, or he was just the greatest magician of all time. Right. And it's like it's like, well, we know one of those isn't true. Um, 
the the scripture tells us um dan kind of covered the the historical um the historical facts of of jesus and um he was born um in bethlehem and he lived in nazareth and all of these things um but the scripture tells us um simply jesus is he says i am the way and the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me that's john 14 um and basically to to sum that up for you um we we cover this in every episode but it's just so cool to me that we're 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 taking a whole episode just to focus on Jesus Christ um because Three um them. yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um because we could talk for hours we could talk for days about it it's it's literally the gospel it's what it's it's what we root our faith in um and and the scriptures in the new testament um it tells all these stories about Jesus and 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 everything that he does um that, that we'll get into later Sorry, I'm on a tangent. No, you're amazing. Um, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So what happened was, original sin in the garden, Adam and Eve uh, betrayed the Father, went against um, his will for them, and created original sin. So what does, that, what does that mean for us? That means every human from here on out is separated from the Lord. We're, we're, um, we're cast into eternal damnation um, for all time. There's no saving us. We're going to die, um, and we are going to just burn in the fires of hell for, for life, uh, for eternity. Um, but Jesus, hmm. but Jesus is what the scripture tells us. The Lord sent Jesus down to earth, uh, the Son of God, fully mortal and fully God, um, yep. to take our place to be that sacrificial lamb um, in Matthew... It's not Matthew. Um, it's it's Romans actually. Um, for the uh, oh my gosh, my brain. Six twenty-three. Yeah, six twenty-three. Thank you. <laughs> um, Got you, bro. For uh, the wage of sin is death, um, but the eternal gift of God is free and everlasting life. So Jesus Christ paid our debt, paid our price, so that we could be in heaven with Him and with the Lord for eternity. Um, so basically, that's who Jesus was. He was the way, the truth, and the life. Yeah. And through Go him, ahead. we get eternal salvation. Go ahead and lay oh. out that gospel, bro. Come on, man. That's like, <laughs> and on. and in order for him to be that that atonement for our sins, right? He had to be um, a perfect sacrifice. And mm. so, so what Jesus was was uh, was the Son of God, who who was the human embodiment of the perfect God. And so he came and he embodied love and peace and grace and joy and faithfulness and purity, etc. Every standard that was set for a perfect moral human being was absolutely shattered by Jesus Christ the Nazarene. Um, and so because of that, he could be that, that, that life that he did live. If he did not live that life here, um, it, would have been, it would have been a very different gospel, a very different covenant. Um, mm. so, so because he did live that life here, he came here and, and embodied all those things so well, flawlessly, he could be that atonement for our sins, right? So, um, I have Mark ten forty five says that even the son of man came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And then first John three sixteen says, by this, we know love that he laid down his life for us as in Jesus Christ. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. 
right? For mm-hmm. those alongside us. And so we see that, that Jesus set the example in leadership, in service, in study, in prayer, in fellowship, in, in all things so that we didn't have a guessing game anymore. That it was, that it was, we knew that this was the model for us to be after, right? Christian literally means like Christ. So we either take that seriously or we don't. Mm. And so part of this thing, talking James 2, right? There, you are going to have works and you are going to live a certain way if your faith is genuine. And so Jesus is what we're striving to be like daily. Mm. And so Jesus Mm. came here and did everything absolutely perfectly on this earth so that we could live right with the Father and have eternal glory in heaven. So that was Jesus on this earth. And so question two yeah, now, good. what are some things that Jesus did? Dan, you can kick us off again because I know you have good word on this. Yeah, I got a few things on this, so bear with me for a, a little bit. Um, so the first thing that Jesus, that I want to talk about that Jesus did while he was here on earth was he claimed to be God, right, mm-hmm. which was mm-hmm. huge back in the day, which is ultimately why Jesus was killed, right? If you just look at it from the earthly standpoint, he was killed because the Pharisees saw him as a blasphemer. So, I'm going to back this up with scripture, as must be done. So, if y'all want to chug along with me to John, we're going to go to chapter 5. Let's go. First, there it is. Alright, John 5, 17 and 18. I love this chapter so much. Here we go. But Jesus replied, My father is always working, and so am I. So the Jewish leaders tried all the harder to find a way to kill him. For he not only broke the Sabbath, he called God his father, thereby making himself equal with God. So Jesus is calling God his father. This hasn't been done before. All right. God has been referred to as the Lord, Yahweh, Jehovah, Adonai. Elohim, there's all these different names for God, and they're they're true. But he's saying, like, I have this intimate relationship. I am equal with him. Mm. So we're gonna stay in John. We're gonna stay in John. Flip over a few pages. John ten. John ten thirty. Let's go. John ten thirty. The true vine. The Father and I are one. Period. This is this is a whole section on Jesus talking about how he's the Son of God. The Father and I are one. It's a pretty pretty bold statement. It's a pretty blanket. He and the Father are one. Jesus is God. John 17, 1 through 5. After saying all these things, Jesus looked up to heaven and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you the only true God, and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought you glory. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Mm. Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. So, (laughs) I mean, if you look at this statement, you go back to Genesis, when God was walking the earth, Jesus was there. You know, if you go to John 1, 1, you know, the word was before creation. Jesus has always been, he always will be, because he's fully God. He, be, he humbled himself, put on flesh, became man, so that he could live the perfect life, something that we can't do. John 1, so 14. Can, come on, Bennett. Thank you for backing me up, dude. Come on. But he lived it for us, 
so that our sacrifices were now void because he paid our debt in full forever. Mm. Forever. You are never separated from the Father if you are in Christ Jesus. If Christ Jesus is your Savior and you declare him as Lord and believe it in your heart, you are saved. And there's nothing you can do that is going to make God love you anymore or separate you from God because Jesus has paid the price for your sin. Come on. Period. That just reminds, and, like you we could just end it. That's it. Right. 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 If we, that that's I mean uh, all in all that's all that needs to be known is that like like I you when you were talking I was reminded of Colossians 1, you know, he is like on this earth he was the image of the invisible God. And the firstborn of the firstborn of all creation. By him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones or dominions, rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things are held together, right? So on this earth, he stepped down to be to be God on this earth. Um, and so I'm reminded because, like, Jesus was not only, like, a man that walked here, like, he was God that walked here, but he was also God. Like, he also created all things and, and holds all things together. Um, and so, yeah. so our mission to adorn his name is because he's worthy. Um, and so... Like I, I picked a couple things um, that that he did, and so we don't talk about like really talk over our notes very much. We pray for each other, um, we give out, we we talk about the questions, we pray for each other, and we go different ways to to note and to prepare for these podcasts. And um, so I and it, and it, and I love how things seem to intertwine because the spirit is faithful. But mm. um, so as we see uh, in Matthew four, Mark one, and Luke five, You're kidding? Are you kidding right now, Matthew four? <laughs> um as i just said that matthew so so Let's matthew go. matthew 4 mark 1 and luke 5 right jesus calls ordinary men out of their lives to have extraordinary purpose mm. so that's one thing that that's one thing that jesus did on this earth was he took laymen he took people that have felt worthless and lived monotonous lives and said oh you're a fisherman i want to make you a fisher of men i want you Ooh. to i want you to to have an impact through me on their souls and so, uh, and then alongside that, um, Jesus in Luke three, Luke six, Matthew 14 and Mark six, we see that, and even more, uh, there's verses about it in Hebrews, there's verses about it everywhere about, about Jesus praying earnestly. Mm-hmm. And so, so Jesus came to show us, uh, he came and showed us like how to have an extraordinary purpose through him. And then he, he also showed us how to pray and have an earnest relationship with the father. Um, and so like in these things, uh, Jesus showed that we're not limited by our worldly qualities and our worldly genetics and our worldly situations in the works that can be done through us and the purpose that we can have. Uh, and so he also uh, promoted this intimate one-on-one connection with the Father uh, in heaven. And these are, these are just life-changing things. The idea that your purpose is greater than the family you're born into, than than the the crimes you've committed, uh, your past, your your present, like you are not limited eternally to these things. Your purpose can be so much greater than exactly where you're at. Yep. And then on top of that, that you can have a one-on-one relationship with the Father. That is a building block to to finding that next level of purpose. That as you grow closer to the Father and He's working in your life, the Spirit's working through you. That that you are, um, you are growing and you are starting to see things a different way, and you're starting to um, to discern um, what to do and and how to serve this greater purpose. 
Um, and so Jesus came and basically equipped us for things we weren't equipped to do and uh, yeah. and pulled us out of, of darkness and monotony and, and all these things um, to promote intimacy with the Father and, and a greater purpose. And so that's what I got. Yo, if I can bounce off that real quick, Paul, Please. I love what you were saying. Another point I had was that Jesus came to bring life, not to judge. You know, in John 10, he says, I come to bring life and life abundantly. Come on. But the thing is, he came not to judge yet. Right? Mm. There will come a day when judgment will happen. Right? It's called the end times. You know, Matthew 12 talks about it. But I love, oh, I love Jesus' heart. Especially John 8, 10. You know, there's a woman caught in adultery, and there's so much significance to this because the Pharisees, they're trying to trap Jesus, right? Because according to the law in Leviticus, the man and the woman are both to be stoned, right? And so they ask him, like, should we stone this woman? And if Jesus says no, he's he's denying the law of God. But if he says yes, he's also breaking it because they don't have the man there too. So they, they got him in, like, this catch-22. He can't make the right decision, and ultimately he's like, if you haven't sinned, cast the first stone. Hmm. And what, what's crazy is the God of the universe, the one person who hasn't sinned is not casting the stone. The one person who has every right, according to the law that has been laid out. And Jesus affirms the law. I mean, if you look at Matthew 4, Matthew 5, Jesus quotes the Old Testament. He says, this is law. I didn't come to abolish the law. I came to fulfill it. Come on. But what he says to this woman he picks her up off the ground. He says, then Jesus stood up again and said to the woman, where are your accusers? Didn't even one of them condemn you? No, Lord, she said. And Jesus said, neither do I go and sin no more. Hmm. Jesus didn't come to bring judgment. He came to bring life. Amen. The only reason we have life, like Bennett was talking about, the only reason we are not dead and our sin any longer is because Jesus Christ go. lived a perfect life and died blamelessly come on. for us. I love That's it. Bennett, come on, man. Let's go, man. I know you've been yeah. stewing on something. Yeah, man. I've been I've been in Matthew four and Matthew five actually. Let's go. Um, Matthew's my favorite book of the Bible. Uh, so probably because I've dissected it the most out of any book of the Bible, but I'm gonna challenge myself to to do that um with the other gospels. Um anyway. Uh, Matthew four, um, what did, what did Jesus do on this earth? Two things that, that, that go to my head. First, he fought the ways of the devil and he defeated sin himself. Then, mm. like Paul said, he called us to do the same and he showed us how. Mm. Um, so Matthew four here, uh, we're the temptation of Jesus, right? So, um, Jesus is led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. He's willingly putting himself in temptation. For 40 days and 40 nights, he, he fasted and became very hungry. Um, during that time, the devil came and said, if you're the son of God, tell these stones to become loaves of bread. Now, Jesus hasn't eaten for 40 days. Jesus says, no, the scriptures say people do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city, Jerusalem, to the highest point of the temple and said, if you're the son of God, jump off. For the scriptures say he will order his angels to protect you. And they will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. Um, so now the devil is actually quoting scripture back at Jesus. Hmm. Um, Jesus responds with more scripture. They also say, you must not test the Lord your God. 
Then the devil takes him to the top of a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms. He said, um, I will give it all to you if you kneel down and worship me. Jesus looks at him and says, get out of here, Satan, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Then the devil goes away and the angels came to take care of Jesus. So what happens there is something that nobody on this earth could do, right? We fall to sin every single day, every single hour, every single minute. We're sinners. We're in our own sin all the time. And Jesus looks sin in the face, looks Satan in the eyes and says, go away, Satan, for the scriptures say you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Now he's the perfect example. Then later on in Matthew 4 that Paul was talking about, and this is only the Spirit's doing that I had this written down before he said it, is the first disciples. So Jesus is walking along the Sea of Galilee, and he sees two brothers, Simon, Peter, and Andrew, and they're, they're fishing. They're fishermen, right? I, I, I like this part of Matthew 4 a lot because it makes me think about my own family. My dad owns a butcher shop, right? So my dad's a butcher. I'm, I will probably be a butcher, um, and, and so that is my family's livelihood. That's the way that we earn money. That is the way that we live. That is the way that our whole, our whole family structure operates, right? That's our, that's our, our nest egg. That, that's our thing. So he walks up to Simon, Peter and Andrew who are fishermen. That's their, that's their egg. That's their thing. That's their baby. Right. And he says, come follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And what do they do in verse 20? They leave their nets at once and follow him. Hmm. I mean, Jesus is just walking down the shore and he turns to these two fishermen brothers and says, follow me and I'll teach you how to fish for men. And they just drop their nets and just follow him. I mean, it's, it's the Lord doesn't, the, the Lord doesn't, or the Lord doesn't call the equipped, but he equips the called. I'm sorry. It's late. <laughs> And hey, I have you're so good. many thoughts you're right good. now. It got out. I love it. Keep going. He he calls us out of our sin mm. to be followers and to be more like him, the perfect example. Uh, I uh, I could go on for hours, but <laughs> what what Matthew 4 tells us right here is that the Lord fought sin and beat sin and the ways of the devil and then shows us and teaches us how to do the same and be more and more like him every single day. Hmm. Come on. Um, so, oh, what dude. can we learn? Yeah, that. What can we learn, man? I, I, I boiled it down because I knew we were gonna have different answers. There's a lot to learn. There's everything to learn, right? The Word mm. of God and all that it brings is so much to learn. It's it's infinite. Like we can never be perfect. We can never be exactly like Christ, but we're to strive to do so. So there's things to learn. Um, my one thing that I that I really focused on in this, and I think it's a root of a lot of things, is that we learn humility from the life Jesus lived, right? So despite literally being God, being there before creation, in creation, holding together creation, Jesus came and served and loved and lifted up those around him, right? I don't care who you are or who I am or what my resume says or what my trophy shelf looks like or whatever, like, I am not better than Jesus Christ. Mm. And so if he came and served and encouraged and and loved so well those those below him, um, right, the, the that were literally like we are not even worthy to speak his name and he came and served us and washed our feet. Like 
I, and so I can, you know, like in my life, there are many ways that I can apply this humility that I'm not too good for anything or any service or anything like such. Um, and so like, it's not about me or about us, the PJP or anybody on this earth. It is about lifting up the name of Jesus Christ, right? Like Isaiah mm. 26, eight, like our deepest, the deepest desire of our souls is an intimacy with the Lord and the remembering of his name. And mm. that is, that is where we draw our satisfaction. And so, um, I'm just humbled, like understanding that, that knowing he was going to be betrayed and, and getting constantly stabbed in the back, right? Romans 5, 8, while we were still sinners, Christ came and died for us, right? Like <laughs> while we were still sinners, we were literally in the act of backstabbing him and he still, he still laid it down for us, understanding what had to be done for him, for, for God's people to be right with God. Uh, and so uh, there's such a sweet freedom in humility and in, and in the, like the dropping of your pride and understanding that your greatest purpose has nothing to do with you and your resume and your trophy shelf and anything. It is about the, the adorning and the remembrance of Jesus Christ. And so that's my thing that I, that's one of my, the big thing that I pulled, um, learning about Jesus's life on earth specifically. And so let's go Bennett, Danny, you can round us off. I think that's great stuff, Paul. Um, <clears throat> the one thing that keeps that keeps going to my head is um, to become love, right? Um, Jesus was the perfect example of joy and love and grace and and kindness and all of those things. Um, but when it comes down to it, uh, if we love Jesus, then the more that we love Jesus, the more we want to be like Him, the more we will, we will become Him, um, and 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 be an example of Him and and His love for us. Um, so to, to just become love. And, um, I, I saw this quote this morning, right when I woke up, right when I opened Instagram, it was the first thing, um, that was on my feed was a quote from Bob Goff that said, when joy is a habit, love is a reflex. Mm. Um, when joy is a habit, love is a reflex. So, so the more that we're joyful and the more that we love those things go hand in hand. Um, and yeah, um, I got a lot on my mind, but my, my, my mouth is not working tonight. So um, to become more like Jesus Christ every single day um, through Scripture, um, like Jesus said himself in Matthew 4, you must worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Mm-hmm. I, if, if Jesus, the most perfect man who ever touched this earth, um, is telling us to turn your eyes to the Lord and serve only him, that I don't see why we shouldn't. Let's go. Come on, Danny. Danny, go ahead, brother. Yeah, and Bennett, dude, if I can just encourage you, like, that's something I see in your heart so much, like, just the desire to serve the Lord and to serve others. Um, that's really played out. and something I looked up to in you. Uh, same thing with Paul. Like, you guys are both servant leaders and getting, you know, hmm. getting to lead and serve at uh, FCA camps uh, alongside you guys, even to go as campers when we were little ninos. When we were tots. Yeah, Fact. just little tots. Playing with Fisher yeah. Yeah, bro. It's it's been beautiful. Uh, just getting to mature in the faith with you guys. Um, yeah, I love you, man. Yeah. I, I same to you. Amen. Absolutely, absolutely. But yeah, um, the biggest thing that I saw when kind of going through the Gospels, trying to find what really stuck out to me the most, what Lord the Lord was putting on my heart this morning, getting ready for this, was the polar opposite between royalty on earth and 
the true King of Kings, Jesus Christ. Mm. And so I love, you know, at my church, we often talk about how the kingdom of heaven is an upside down kingdom. Everything that has been put in place on earth by man and all of our laws and structures, heaven flips it on its head. You know, the last will be first. The first will be humbled. The rich, it's hard for the rich to get into heaven. All these different things that we hold super tight. Nah, you know, I need to work hard for this. Heaven says, let go. Heaven says, take up your cross. Don't take up your wallet. Don't take up whatever. Take up your cross. Embrace suffering. Embrace servitude, slavery. Embrace the sucky things of life. And love others through it so that they can see the joy of Christ that's in you. Um, and honestly, like if I can be just real, like I'm not good at that. Especially when I'm doing it on my own. I need Christ in my life to even come close to living up to one of those aspects that Christians, you know, those who are truly following Christ and believe in their heart that he is the Lord of Lords are called to live by. Hmm. And uh, John 13, 15 through 16, Paul, this goes right off what actually goes off what you were both saying about serving um, 13, 15 through 16. Jesus, he's washing his disciples' feet. This is the night before he's taken into custody. He says, I've given you an example to follow. Do as I have done to you. What has Jesus done? He's walked alongside people. He's loved people. He's served people. I tell you the truth. Slaves are not greater than their master, nor is the messenger more important than the one who sends the message. 17. Now that you know these things, God will bless you for doing it. So Jesus is calling us to take up exactly what he's done because we're not greater than him. Hmm. We're not. And if he, the king of kings who deserves to be exalted forever, can humble himself and serve, can lead from the bottom up, who are we to do any different? <laughs> when we're no more deserving at all to be any higher than where he humbled himself to. Second point. Uh, so... The three points were, you know, ancient kings, right? They were they lorded over people. That's what the, the word the Bible uses. They lorded over people, and they were super rich, super, super, super rich. And so Jesus talks about money a lot. I don't know if y'all been through the Gospels. I really hope you have. But Jesus talks about money so much because it's a huge heart idol for so many different people. But Matthew 19, 21 to 24 Jesus told him, if you want to be perfect, go and sell your possessions and give the money to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come follow me. But when the young man heard this, he went away sad, for he had many possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, I tell you the truth, it is very hard for a rich person to enter the kingdom of heaven. And so with this, Jesus is showing the thing. He doesn't place importance in money, right? Not that money is just the worst thing ever. Like, it's not a sin to make money, especially if you're doing good things with the Lord. The Lord blesses people with money. He doesn't bless other people with money. It's part of his plan. It's part of his will. Uh, and I, I pray that we embrace that. Mm. I I don't want to be under this false pretense that I have to be loaded and rich and have this and that to live you know, this way, to serve God in this way. Why can't I just serve God with what is in comparison mm. to the poor that were in the Bible and the wealthy that were in the Bible? We are so rich. 
I have so much more than I actually need. Like, I'm looking at the huge pile of laundry on my floor. I have so <laughs> many different shirts. I have so many clothes. So many. And I don't need all of them. And the last one, to round it off, kings in ancient Israel and just at the ancient Near East were super violent. Wars were raged all the time. And so Matthew 26, during the garden, Peter pulls out a sword, chops off the servant of the high priest. Jesus heals the guy's ear, which is crazy that he's healing the people that are captured. But Jesus says, Peter, if you those who live by the sword will die by the sword. All right, there's a huge disparity between the violence that was going on in the time and Jesus. You know, people, they often talk about how everyone was looking for the Messiah that was going to come and lead this huge army to take over Take, to take Jerusalem back from the Romans, and they, he was going to start his own empire, and it was going to be great. And they missed it because they were so focused on that, that the king, the Messiah that came, who was fighting war on their sin and on their hearts, not against the physical bodies, the Roman soldiers that, was, that were occupying Jerusalem, they missed it. They missed it. Jesus was the true king, is the true king that we needed. Not the one that we wanted. And so that's, that's what I got. That's what oh, I have learned from Jesus' life uh, and since I've been recently studying. Let's go. I mean, there's so much to pull. Uh, the author, you know, the perfecter, the beginning and the end. Like, There's so much to pull from the life that he lived, the 33 some odd years that, that he was here and his ministry um, was on. And, and it's amazing that 33 years on this earth and his ministry is still around today. Um, mm. and, and it's and in a big way. And so, um, obviously we would encourage you guys alongside this, just get like, get in the gospels, you know, read John a chapter at mm. a time, journal what's happening, what it means to you and what you're yeah. going to do about it and, and go through yeah. each gospel. I say that's some of the most life changing months of my life was an intimate study of all the gospels and understanding the savior who I credit my life to. Um, and, and like how that's helped me to submit and humbled me and understand that like, I, I said something the other day, um, one of my friends, she sent me an encouraging message and I was like, you know, every time I'm reminded of the second covenant, the covenant that Jesus brought, not the law, um, but the grace, um, the second covenant that Jesus bought, I'm so, I'm so humbled understanding that like it has nothing to do with me and I'm mm. simply submitting. And so, um, that is really like like if we could leave you with one thing, I, I think it's that like um, striving to be like Jesus daily um, is what we're called to do. But if we're doing it um, in a in like trying to do it in like a in a legalistic way where we're just changing what we're doing and being quote unquote better, um, it's worthy of nothing. Uh, but it's a process of humility and submission and and uh, and being more like Jesus in that way. And uh, you know, like it's. Like the, the Lord talks in, I think it's in Romans, um, that it's the, like, like that there's a work being done that will be completed, um, mm. that we just have to submit to and, <clears throat> and find joy in. And so, um, Bennett, if you want to pray us out and then you're going to hear Athena sing and it's, and it's sick. What a blessing this yeah. is. Yeah. Um, my last word of encouragement, um, open, open the book, op- open your Bibles and, and, and read, um, the Lord's blessed us with a, with a great season of um, of relaxation, of rest, of, um, stillness. Um, and, and he wants to use that time to grow, grow your relationship. Um, so, so open the Bible and, and read the gospels and 
read all of the stories of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John um, that tell about what Jesus did on earth and, and, and how he acted and who he was and, and who he still is. Um, mm. And uh, just, yeah, just, just see it for yourself. I promise that you won't be upset about it. Um, let me pray. What an episode, Lord. Um, we just, we, we, we approach you humbly and we say thank you for all that you've done for us, Lord. Um, that, that you sent your, your one and only son down from heaven um, as, a, as a perfect sacrifice for our sins and for our failures um, to bring us to you um, in everlasting life, Lord. Um, we're, just, we're just humbled um, that we're just broken sinners, broken vessels um, that, that you chose um, to call and, and, and grow closer to you, Lord. Um, and we thank you so much for that every day. Lord, I ask that... Um, that anything that was said by us that's not truthful or factual or anything like that fall upon deaf ears, Lord. Um, but I ask that that um, anyone listening would would hear um, hear all of the great things um, about you um, and and about what you're doing in our lives and everybody else's lives who who walk by your faith every single day, Lord. Um, mm. I pray that you open hearts and minds to you, Lord. Um, and I pray that you continue to use this season of rest and relaxation um, to grow our relationships towards you um, and to be closer to you. Um, Lord, I, I thank you so much for Paul and for Daniel and for the Pure Joy Project, Lord, um, that, that us broken vessels um, could even speak your name um, on air, on a microphone, um, over the Internet. Um, what a blessing it is, Lord. Um, I thank you for all the listeners. Um, I thank you for everyone who isn't listening, Lord. Um, I thank you for all out there who are who are seeking you, Lord, um, and chasing you fully. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen.